Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. The second time this week we're in your ear holes and we've got a banger. We've got a supersized banger, a massive banger, a behemoth banger, um, <laughs> ready for your ears. Um, my name's Jake Botel. I'm joined in the studio, the Zoom studio, by Johnny and Sambo. Johnny with a bit of a sort of sexy... Uh, I don't know, sexy middle age shirt. I would say that's the sort of shirt. Uh, it's no, it's, it's like it's like a sexy Ukrainian gangster. It's like not quite the tracksuit, not, not quite the tracksuit and switchblade. It's I was more think- like the, uh, the the snakeskin belt, black pants, and that shirt kind of like. Well, I do so have the next like level up Ukrainian gangster. <laughs> I was thinking of the dad from Offspring, personally. Like he just needs. I haven't like watched Offspring because I'm not media. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sambo, Sambo, definitely. How would how would we describe Sambo's look? It's I'm I'm, I'm the I'm the lowest rung of the Ukrainian gangster. I'm the I'm the uh, <laughs> on the, the t-shirt t-shirt and, and uh, baseball cap. Now, what yeah, was the underwear. movie? That's right. That also was... looks a bit like uh, Mark Wahlberg. What, yeah, what, was, no, what was the Brad Pitt Juliet Lewis movie from um, California? The, California, yeah, Calif- you're, California you're with a K from California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great movie! Either way, that doesn't see, sound good see, for some doors, man. <laughs> that was a that was a cranked movie. That was it an was absolutely cranked movie. Insane. I'm not sure if you got a really small drink bottle, Sam, but. Oh yeah, you've just bulked up that. I'm much. just massive. <laughs> yeah, this is just two and a half liters. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, Sam. I'm, ju- I'm on the juice. It's a really small drink bottle. It's, it's <laughs> Shattered the illusion. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in your ears for a second time, and we'll be in your ears a third time tomorrow night, Friday night. It'll be Sambo and Johnny, I believe. I'm flying the ship because I'm working and I can't get out of it. Um, so, mm. but today is a big one, chaps. Um, we've got a mid-season review of the AFLW Cats season so far. Um, basically looking back. And I mean, what's... really, really with, with some of these elements, it's going to be like an impromptu review of our performance, really. When we look <laughs> yeah. at certain, certain elements of predictions and such. Definitely. Definitely. There's uh, a little bit of um, a little bit of self-scouting maybe needs to happen here um, ahead of the last five games. We're asking some honest questions of ourselves um, as much as anything, but before we crank into the mid-season review, what we want to do is a quick bit of news. So there's two items here, Sambo, going to go to you first. And I mean, talk about sad news out the shoot. The last time we used that phrase, I think it was about Brandon Parfit and, and Tommy Stewart going out injured. Correct. Uh, green. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> tragically, um, star draft pick Annabelle Johnson is out for the rest of the season with a fractured foot. Sustained the injury during the week five victory over the Eagles. Um, Johnson's been outstanding in her rookie season, grabbed 32 disposals in four games with 12 marks, which was equal third on the team with Meg McDonald and laid 13 tackles, um, you know, as well as probably winning all the arm wrestling competitions inside the locker room from, from, you know, my, my reporting Sambo, how much does this impact the team? Um, I mean, in practicality, I think, I think probably quite a lot. We'll have to wait and see to a certain degree. Um, because we know we've got, as we've said before, we've got a really rich pool of players. We've got a lot of players that haven't even had a, had a crack yet this season. Um, so this might, you know, create some room for some other people to, to blaze a bit of a trail. Uh, but as you've said, week in, week out, just a tireless performer, you know, just, um, turns up and gets the shit done and is in in something of a thankless role like i don't think gets much credit from 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 your average commenter on the game um so i think i think yeah uh, your championing of her has really brought her to my attention um and yeah a big a big hit um honestly and 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 beyond just the team 
that's pretty, you know, it must be devastating for her mm. on, a, on a personal level, you know, as we've talked about the, before, the amount of work that these, these girls and ladies put in to get there on mm. game day, to make it to training, to make this, this shit happen. Um, and then, yeah, to be, to be sidelined because of a, because of an injury halfway through the season and, and now, and just on, as the team's on the up and up too. Um, yeah. must be pretty devastating. Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, wishing That's Annabelle Johnson a really fast recovery and be back out there. Um, taking names uh very soon she's been one of my favorite players to watch this season and will be in the future uh, maloney magic has been put on hold uh the, the greatest show on earth has been uh delayed one week it's been postponed by a week johnny um last gasp goal kicking hero darcy maloney handed a one match suspension by the aflw um to quote the article it says maloney was cited by the match review panel for rough conduct um, dangerous tackle against West Coast Eagles captain Emma Swanson during the second quarter of the round five match at GMHBA Stadium. Incident was assessed as careless conduct, medium impact, and high contact. Tell you what was um, should have been assessed as careless conduct was the hand pass from the Eagles player straight to Maloney to fucking kick the match-winning snag <laughs> of the death. Um, but Johnny, your thoughts on the hit uh, on on the tackle rather and. Yeah, what what is? Did you think it was a fair one? Was it fair enough to get a week for Maloney? Yeah, after watching the replay of the tackle, yeah, I'd say it's pretty fair. She did grab her, grab her around the arms, mm. and sort of did the turn, slight turn on the side tackle, which um, drove her head into the, the ground, unfortunately. So, by all textbook rules and rules bearing the suspensions, so I reckon that's pretty much on the money. Um, I think if it happened to any other player, like if it happened to a Caps player, mm. we'd be asking for a week. So I think it's only fair that when our players do that type of thing, you know. They get off. From, yeah, oh, sorry. They get off. Sorry. They get off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> yeah, but the, the highlight didn't look flattering at all. It looked yep. dangerous. It looked like a... They, um, it looked, at the start, it was a good hard tackle. But I think it was just a, the she Maloney was standing still, sort of went forward. The other player was coming against her, and mm. you know, sometimes you can't help it. But yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Some if people are getting their head buried into the ground in a tackle, and that's not what the AFL really wants. So they do need to stand down on it a bit more. And you know, I don't think she'll be wanting to do that again, Maloney. No. Big, uh, big game, big learning moments, I guess, for a young player. Um, and you know, we'll we'll have a, a week to think about it. Um, all right, those were the two little bits of news we just wanted to update folks on from the AFLW standpoint. Chaps, are we ready to hit the mid-season review? Are you guys ready to hit a mid-season review? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's time for the Chaps Chat Cats mid-season review! Very aroused. That's right. It is time for the Chaps Chat Cats. Every, nearly every single sound drop we use. That. <laughs> That's right. We emptied the clip. We emptied the clip on that one. Um, the Chav Chat Cats mid-season review is here. Uh, would like to do this in all seasons moving forward. When we hit the midway point, it's a chance to look back um, <laughs> um, at Sam's just put the the, the side by side <laughs> on his background of him and Brad Pitt from California. Just hold still. I'll take a screenshot. We'll put it on Twitter. Wait, we got it. We got my hair's not showing through. Though, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh no, it's oh, all it's cut, off. cut off. That's all right. Just make the face. Can't just make it. A, make an ugly face like Brad Pitt. That's what you need to do. <laughs> Done. Um. So, mid-season like review time. <laughs> we've we've flown through the first five games of the season, the first half of the season, now find ourselves at the midway point. With that in mind, it is time to recap. So I'll run through the results for you so far. So week one, the Cats went down by eight points, 26 to 18 at the Kangaroos. Uh, 
week two, they lost 31-17 at home to the Blues. Week three, lost 35-24 to the Magpies at Cadinia Park. Week four, lost by two points at the Lions. Week five, cracked through for a big fat W uh, with a win, 27-24 over the Eagles. Chaps, they've played opponents with a combined record of 12-12 and this season. So we've played, you know, what, three teams with a winning record this season and then two teams that are towards the bottom of the table now, the Blues and the Eagles combining for two and eight. Um, the other teams combining for a 10 and four record. Uh, what's one thing that you've really liked about the Cats so far this season? Johnny, I'll go to you first. I would say the attack on the ball and the player and our mentality to try and get into the forward 50 as many times as we possibly can to give the forwards more opportunities to score. Mm. And I feel like as the season gone on, we're getting better and better at delivering the ball inside to inside the forward 50. So mm -hmm. that's been a big plus for me from last year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Sambo? What's something that's really stuck out to you as a, as a big positive for the Cats this year? Um, I To pick one thing, I'd probably go with uh, our structure. So this is sort of a side point. Sorry, I had to crack my neck there. That's all right. Side, side point to, <laughs> to, to what John's talking about, because this is to do with the, the, their aggression, their attack on the ball and the other, other team. Um, but one of the things we've looked at before is their, their habit of, of ball chasing, getting sucked into all the players going to the ball, all the players going to the, the opposition player and just losing that formation. And I think pretty steadily... Um, it's dipped again occasionally, but pretty steadily across this season, we've seen them get vastly better at that. You don't see that happen multiple times a quarter now. It's like maybe maybe one time a quarter, maybe a couple of times a game. Um, but in general, they're, they're way better at, I, I have to assume, two, two elements of that. Communication to let each other know who's going, who's staying, uh, and also just game awareness. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the structure. Yep, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. So uh, we had some other feedback from the listeners. We put it out on Twitter. We put it out, you know, email us or Instagram us. So David, the great Oklahoman Vaughn says, for me, I've liked the defensive intensity so much more. This team is not afraid to go out and hit some people, put a, you know, physical challenge on them. They are shutting teams down. Uh, Lachlan Miller on Instagram said, I think we've been improving each week. It was really exciting to see us finally get reward for all our awesome efforts this season um, when we beat the Eagles in an absolute thriller. Uh, chaps, I guess that's a big thing. Um, just to reflect on last week quickly, how important has it been for the um, cats to get some of that reward for effort given all the talk we had in the preseason we saw all the work they did in the preseason um, you know with the hill sprints and all those sorts of you know physical um, trials that they went through how big was it that win last week do you think in the context of the first half of the season like if we find ourselves sitting 0-5 right now instead of 1-4 and how much differently is the group feeling uh, probably a bit more confident in themselves that they've finally got a win that they can get the wins um especially with young younger brigade that's you're always looking for that first win to sort of relieve that stress that anxiety are you are you good enough to play in aflw and i think all of them have basically said put their hands up and say yeah we're good enough to play aflw and now they've got that sort of vindication mm. after a first win so hopefully this Gives them a bit of confidence and takes a bit of the stress off the shoulder saying, well, now we've got our first win, let's aim for that second and third. And, mm. you know, there's not much left to lose now that they've got that first win. It's just like, see how many we can get towards the end of the season. And we've still got that chance of making finals. So that's a really good, um, another good reason why they can get a lot of confidence out of this game, knowing that the season isn't over in five games if they play their best. Absolutely. Sambo, how different would you personally be feeling if it was 0 and 5 instead of 1 and 4? Like, did we, I mean, obviously, I feel like you'd be pretty happy either way, but I might be putting words in your mouth. How different would it feel? 
pretty different. I think I feel, I you know, if if we were, yeah, if we hadn't won one thus far, I think I'd be positive, but I'd be looking at smaller stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Did I don't you just know what, the image of I Johnny? Know. I haven't. Oh, okay. I, I, found an image, I found an image of John and sent it through. Okay, um, cool. John, John's got to have his sibling as well. Okay. Sure. Um, I think. Yeah, I think I'd be. I'd be settled into looking at the small, the smaller pictures like last year. You know what I mean? Like I'd probably have fully put finals off the table. Would not have put the idea of winning off the table, but I'd be very content to go back to sort of how we were last year and happy about this player having a good game, this good goal, these good elements. Um, so as much as it makes me, you know, it's, it's happier. I think this, that win has kept this fire alive in, in the players and in us to like, so I think we're going to keep the pressure on, you know, in a weird way, it's made us more critical because mm. we can, we've seen them do it. And so now we're going to be, you know, and I think they will, will be as well. They'll be going, we can do it. And they'll be holding themselves to an even higher standard, um, which is healthy as long as that's sort of, you know, kept in check to a, uh, <laughs> in regards to like the, the mental health sort of degree. Um, but, you know, I think, I think I'd be still happy. I'd just be looking at it very, looking at it in a very different way if they hadn't had that win. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, getting that, that um, zero changed into a one is big for, for everyone's confidence, big for the fans' confidence. I listened to a little bit of the chat, uh, the, the Catterbox, Catterboxes, Catterbox podcast, the, the AFLW women's um, uh, podcast that they have uh, on the Geelong website. And they were talking about how much the crowd lifted them. They said there was a little bit of a West Coast mm-hmm. Eagles chant started. And then the, the Geelong, um, chant came over the top and they went down straight away from that that center clearance and scored the winner so i feel like it lifts no, it, it almost sounded like a soccer crowd a couple of times yeah yeah, yeah. a great atmosphere um so speaking about the players i'll just go through some stats leaders for you from the first half of the season um and then i'm going to ask you who your current season MVP would be midway through the season. Um, so disposals, Amy McDonald leads the way with 105 in five games, averaging 21 per match. Disposal efficiency, Chantal Emanson, 78.4% efficiency, closely followed by Madeline Kerrick with 77.2%. Uh, meters gained, Becky Webster, 253.4 meters per game a total of 1,266 for the season. Contested possessions, Amy McDonald with 63, 12.6 of her possessions per game come contested. So she's not only like an outside player, like she's winning the ball under pressure as well. Uh, Clearances, Amy McDonald with 26 total and 5.2 per game. Marks, Maddie McMahon with 19 at 3.8 per game. Contested marks, it's a tie between Kate Darby and Phoebe McWilliams, who have six each. Tackles, Amy McDonald with 43, averaging 8.6 per game. Intercept possessions, Maddie McMahon, 35 at seven per game. And then in the goal kicking, it's Phoebe McWilliams leading the way with four, Chloe Shear with three, and Darcy Maloney with the two. All right, so we've got, David messaging in uh, with his mid-season MVP. He said it has to be Amy McDonald, um, in his opinion. Uh, the Newtown and Chilwell Women's Footy Club said Maddie McMahon. Um, they like Maddie McMahon as the MVP midway through the season. I had Amy McDonald myself, um, but I had Maddie McMahon or Becky Webster as my second. What about you, boys? Sambo, I'll go to you first. Who's your mid-season MVP? Uh- yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to look past the new obvious choice, uh, <laughs> Amy McDonald. Um, yeah, it's it's I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for you know nominating players that I just have a like a bias towards. But it's pretty hard to look past her stats and her impact on the game. She's not mm. one of those players that she's. I mean, she's one of those players that visually, from your own eyeballs, is having a big impact. But then her stats are actually more impressive than that. So it's kind of. <laughs> It's pretty, it's pretty hard to argue with. You think she has a fairly quiet night and then the stats are read off. And I was like, well, bloody hell. Where, <laughs> where, where did that happen and how did that happen? How did I not notice mm-hmm. that 30 disposals when it looked like she had 10? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Johnny? You going the same? Yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to 
go past Amy McDonald. She's leading the MVP awards already by a yeah. fair margin of 14 points. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's, it's tough tough to look past. That seems to be the obvious choice. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Amy McDonald as well. She's just another blinder of a year, and it, I can't see her giving up the um, the lead for our MVP award second year in a row. Out of out of interest, then, just quickly, who would your second choice be if you go down to your second um, ranked player in the MVP? Uh, probably, probably, probably Becky Webster. Yeah. Um, I think, and I, I think, I think the only thing that's keeping Becky Webster from being a genuine contender, in my opinion, for the number one spot, is just consistency. Um, just like in terms of the. Uh, um, disposal efficiency i think Mm -hmm. i think she's really good and she can just do some blinder clearances um but sometimes under pressure and i don't know if it's pressure or when her legs get tired after doing a you know a lot of running and tackling and stuff i think she's she's not a hundred percent to the level that amy mcdonald is in terms of Mm -hmm. just you just never you're never stressed when amy mcdonald's near the ball you just know she's going to get it and she's going to do something good with it and if it doesn't come off it's probably because you know it was it was the in, you know interference by the other team like she just doesn't sort of just doesn't make mistakes so i think it's consistency is the huge just elephant in the room that holds her above the rest but yeah probably becky webster for two i would say yep uh you you have a similar opinion john for a second place yeah. yep i would say becky becky webster as well again yep. it's just she yep. wanted to elevate her game this year and she's done that mm. Huge mile, and and there's there are other players that could put up there, but I think Webster has just led led away in um a lot of contested ball, like getting the ball from the midfield into the four fifty against West Coast was a huge moment, and I feel like she does a lot of that. Those big moments when the Cats need it, there's always Becky Webster there, mm. either laying a tackle or just getting the ball where it's needed to be. Well, I mean, if you think about it, kicking the sealer against the Suns last year, getting the clearance yep. out, uh, the entry inside fifty to set up the goal um, for Maloney, um, she does. And, and the cool thing, the cool thing about Webster is, yeah, this could be a very different conversation again. Like, I feel like she could be, you know, if she can improve as much next year in terms of how much she did from this last year to this year, um, I think she's, yeah, I think she's far and away got a potential to be the best player on the field. Absolutely. 100%. Um, All right. So speaking about other players, uh, I wanted to talk about who has been the best off-season acquisition through draft or trade um, for the Cats. So from the listeners, David puts out a vote. He thinks Chloe Shear is the best pickup. Newtown and Chilwell um, said Olivia Fuller uh, and Rachel Kearns pressure. Uh, I'll lead off the top here here with mine um i'm gonna elect chantal emanson ah uh, uh, that was mine oh sorry <laughs> my man um well, well, do you want to talk about we're all, too, un- we're all too unanimous today it's not interesting <laughs> um, <laughs> now you go you you'll have the stats to back it up more than i can well mine's I might talk less about her play then and, and, and what, how she came to be at the cats. Um, I'll, I'll let you sort of talk about what she's brought to the table. Um, you know, plenty of disposals, plenty of marks, plenty of tackles. Um, but I think there's other stuff that we can probably hit on, but she was an afterthought in that trade um, that multi-team trade. So I went back and I was like, is this just me misremembering or is it true? So the cats, in that trade, which involved about five or six teams, the Cats gave up pick number 20, pick number 37, and Olivia Purcell. They got back Chloe Shear, Chantal Emanson, and pick number 15. Now, pick number 15 became Annabelle Johnson. To, oh. Now, to put you put in context, so that's what we gained, Shear, experienced Ford, who's you know, kick some goals and look like she can be something. Chantel Emanson, who Sam will talk about, and pick number 15, which became Annabelle Johnson. Great value. So back the other way, Purcell hasn't made an appearance yet for Melbourne. Um, I was just about to ask that. Hasn't cracked cracked the starting lineup. Pick number 20 became Brooke um, Tonon, who hasn't suited up for the Crows yet. And I actually can't even see her on the Crows active roster. 
Pick number 37 became Ali Morfett, who has been okay for the Giants. She's played some games and looks like she will be a player for them. But the way I looked at it, the Cats shed a player who didn't want to be at the club. Olivia Purcell wanted to be traded. They gained a player who was hungry after being seen as disposable by the Demons, and they gained Shear and Johnson. Pretty crazy, Sam. Yeah, that's um, that's <laughs> that's uh, a, a good economy, no matter way you, which way you slice it, really. Mm. Um, the one thing I do like that, that, uh, that I got out of that was that the cat's trading style from the men's to the women's it seemed to float on perfectly. They mm. seemed to just pick up good players at the right time without losing a whole lot. So good on the cats. That's very impressive. And what, what is it, Sam, with you? Like you obviously had nominated Emonson as well. What, mm. what stuff do you like about Emonson? Like what makes her the most valuable? Everything. Acquisition? Yeah. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's, she's my kind of player too. Like the kind of player that's um, just consistent and, and does, does the, the basic stuff, does the, the fundamentals really, really well day in, day out. Um, going back to what we're talking about with, with McDonald, I think it's just you don't have any level of anxiety when it's Emonson with with the ball, chasing the ball, running with the ball, going for a kick. Um, she's just so I I would say I would say um, better hand and foot skills than than McDonald. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't have the statistical output that McDonald has, uh, or the necessarily the impact all over the team. But I, I think her her she's got some of the best. Um, uh, best ball skills of mm. on the field. Um, she brings confidence, not a not a showboating superstar confidence, but just a, a supreme um, comfortableness in her own abilities. Um, and she can just kind of she can just kind of do it all. She can tackle. She can she. I've seen her do some fantastic spoils. She's she's not a what not a not a fake runner when mm. when she's chasing the ball into into the back half. Um, she puts her, her all into it. Um, she's done some touch on the line saves mm. a couple of times this year. Uh, her disposal efficiency is is great. Like it's just, I, yeah, for for an off season pickup, as you said, it was, an, it was an afterthought. She maybe doesn't have the the headline impact that Shear has had a couple of times, and hopefully will have more consistently. But um, I, I just think she's a supreme talent. Like I don't I don't think there's a drawback to her. And it's pretty crazy that you lose. Like it, it is just you couldn't script a better off season really for, for the cats, and I think that the, mm. this trade typified it. And you're right with the with the disposal efficiency at seventy eight point four percent, the most out of any cat who's played more than um, more than a game. Essentially, she's played all five, and she's going at almost eighty percent. Um, so yeah, what about you, Johnny? Who is your nominee for the most valuable off season acquisition from draft, trade, etc.? Well, I don't want to um, disappoint Sam and pick the same player, so I won't. <laughs> I'll go for the draftee, and I'll, I'm going to go with uh, Presparkus. Yeah. I feel like what she's been able to bring in the first few games has been immense, and what she's going to bring to the team later on in her career is huge. So it's like just another Nina Morrison that we've got. You can mm-hmm. see that very similar type players that just want to get the ball and get it inside 50 and... They'll bash through anyone that gets in front of them. And as long as she stays fit and healthy for a long period of time, she's going to be, I think her and Morrison are going to link up really well, along with Webster and McDonald in that midfield. I think mm. once they start gelling, it's going to be pretty dominant. And I, I'd probably back Presparkas to be the one that's sneaking the most goals out of that yes. out of that group. Like I, I pick her to be the one like doing everything you say as well. But I think she's the one that's going to have the most hunger and goal sense. We've already seen it a couple of times when yeah. it's just been like the just a bit more Vegemite on the kicks, and she would have mm. had some great ones. So yeah, she's had what, three or four snaps at goal already. Where mm. she knows where the goal goals are, and she just has another. Got the angle right, or she's a bit too far out. But when once she gets that confidence and those angles, kicking on a snap, banana, whatever, she's going to be a pretty dominant player. So, 
I thought like she was an excellent pickup for the Cats. So, so she ha- leads the team for Sparkus in her rookie season in score involvements with nine. She's third in disposals per game. She's second in meters gained, second in contested possessions, second in clearances. Um, uh, I believe she's third in total tackles. Um, equal first in inside fifties. So not and bad. She's, she's third rookie. third in the in the fantasy draw, right? Uh yes. She how points sure wise. That, yeah, she, she had she, yeah, she most. got one 120, 122 points. Plus yeah. the one that tips me over the edge is the long sleeves. She wears yes. the long sleeves, of course. Of course. There the can only be one or two players that have the long sleeves, but the long sleeves suit her to mm. the T. Absolutely. I saw well, her one time play in the short in this the singlet. It just didn't look right. It's, it's like, I don't, know. It's, it's I don't know. It's part of the brand now. She has it to is. keep it. Did anyone see the picture of Brad Close in the team photo this year with the short sleeves? And I was, I felt like I wanted to gouge my eyes out. It's like, this isn't right. <laughs> this isn't, this isn't how it should be. What is happening? Um, yeah, it's very weird. Did Close still have his moustache? Yes, he's still got his moustache. He still has he didn't his moustache. He didn't have the sleeves. No long that sleeve in the team photo. No one was wearing a long sleeve. Uh, shame. shame. Um, all right. It's, it's fucking hot out there, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so one... Professional athletes, they should be able to... Protect the brand. Protect the brand. Put the long sleeves on. Um, one last thing. I want to know one thing you would like to see uh, in the final five games of the season, and maybe more. Who knows? If we get to finals, maybe, maybe we'll see more than five games. But um, I'll lead off with the listener. So David says... Um, he would definitely like to see improvement in ball handling inside the forward 50. We tend to be a lot of fumbles in and around goal. Um, Newtown and Chilwell women's footy club say Claudia Gonjaka back in the side and played higher up the ground. Plus Danielle Higgins to notch her 25th game. Uh, Sambo, what was one thing you would like to see in the final five games? Uh, those were all great suggestions. So I don't feel like I need to, uh, need, uh, great, no not suggestions, but um, uh, requests. Uh, yeah, <laughs> requests from the cats for the next half of the year. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, just bloody break. This. And I want to see Olivia Barber. <laughs> I want to see Olivia Barber in the side. Um, I yeah, I don't know. It's as we've said many times. There must be a reason. Uh, and and maybe maybe it wouldn't you know be any kind of saving saving grace in that forward line, but. Until we see it, no one can tell me it wouldn't be. So I'm going to say it would be. <laughs> um, Sam wants Olivia Barber. What about uh, into the side? What about you, Johnny? Oh, I want Olivia Barber in the side as well. That's your one thing oh, as well? Yeah. Yeah. Get her in. Get her in. Smash some packs. We're, we're still in that unit. Uh, sink still, Sam. That's right. Yeah. What about you, Jay? Different. But I feel like he wants Barber in the side as well. I mean, I do. I definitely do. But I would like to see, um, I would like to see Rachel Kearns given, um, Monty. yeah, Monty given a more um, localized role. I would like to see mm-hmm. her, you know, just not have to cover as much of the ground, be able to focus on one area of the ground. And I guess what that is, I'd just like to see her end the year feeling far more confident than she started it. You know, I want her, yeah. I want to see Kearns across the last five games go into the off season feeling like I've kind of cracked this. I kind of get it. I kind of feel like I'm on top of it now and I understand my role. I understand how to play my role in the team and I'm going to come back and kick its ass again in, in 2023. So that's, that's what I would really like to see. One thing I would like to see um, this season uh, in the last five games. All right, so, chaps, we're up to a very. Uh, just before we move on, do we want to do we want a bit of read back? I went back and listened to our. Um, I think we called it bold predictions. We originally called it large genital predictions, um, but I think we went away. We went yeah. away from the genital read it, marketing. Read it back, Al. All right, how wrong? This has been an absolute. Like I said, <laughs> I text you guys. It's an absolute bloodbath. Um, we're not going to be buying each other many beers, put it that way. I said, <laughs> all right, so my three predictions were one cat to crack double figure goals for the season. Now, still alive. We, that one's like the alive. only one that's still alive. We're yeah. in play. We're in play. Um, and I don't know, you know, Phoebe McWilliams, 
probably snag six more. Chloe, she's got to get seven more. Like, but she she is output. If she can do just like she can't, so consistently maybe she won't do what she's done. But if she can have two more games like that where she kicks like a bag, we might yeah. be okay. <laughs> we need yeah, we need someone to like. If Phoebe McWilliams can kick a three bagger in a game, I'll feel pretty good. She'll be up to seven, and I feel yeah. like across another four games. Like she can see, yeah. all right. So Amy McDonald, this one really in hindsight wasn't that bold. I tipped her to win a second, <laughs> a second consecutive best and fairest with the cats. Don't know why I thought that was bold, but made it. This one, this is where <laughs> this is where your your boy really got run over by the uh, the rubbish truck. Um, I said Laura Gardner will lead the team in total tackles. Well, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> um, Where's she at? Yeah, three, not, three. What's what's the next highest? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Amy McDonald leads it with about sixty or something, I think. So, oh no, forty-three. So I don't think she's going to make that up. Um, no. So Johnny, Johnny said he, he oh, backed yeah. Rachel Kearns to finish top three in the Cats BNF. I mean, it's alive, it's, but like still a champ. It's alive. Remontes so you're saying there's like a add chance. Add it. Yeah. <laughs> to um, get there. I believe in it. Johnny also said the Cats will make finals. Still okay. It's alive. It's alive. Johnny also, we can, we can have a bum, 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 The Cats will beat the Kangaroos by 25 points in round one. <laughs> 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 and that's really cool. hey, it was bold. It was bold. All right. Bold. I don't even. I don't even know if I. You guys at least had two that are still alive. I don't even. I don't even in my head, I, I thought Sam would pick the a cat's player to kick ten or more goals. I don't know why I thought Sam. Picked it was that. a that was similar Jay, I one. think I. It was Barber, wasn't it? Didn't I pick yeah. Bar- or a cat to finish so, in the top three so, goal kickers? So Sam's was Olivia Barber to finish in the top five goal scorers in the comp. Five. Julia, it's, it's alive! It's, it's alive! alive. <laughs> <laughs> she plays every yeah. game and kicks three, four goals. Yes. Ju- Julia Crockett grills to finish top five in the Cats BNF. I mean, alive, but chance. but kind of like Kearns. I mean, it's a fringe one, isn't it? Like mm. to get there um, at this point. And another one tied to JC. I can see her. I can see her getting some votes for. Sorry. Another. You, your third pick was also tied to JCG. It was. Um, and Barber. And that yeah. was that a third of your fantasy points would be scored from Julia Crockett Grills and Olivia Barber. This is if Barber was in, that might also. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. You know, when I pick, I honestly, I, I want to know behind closed doors why she's not in because I did not for a second even contemplate that she wouldn't be picked this year. It so has to be injury. I think she was definitely on my short list to get into my fantasy. Team. I think like, I was saying, Jake. I think she was my first or second pick. Like it wasn't even like she was like, a, "Oh, we'll see how that goes." It was like mm. she's going to crush this. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, if anything, it's like we said in the previous episode. It's like Nina Morrison in that they're going to give her ample time to make sure her knee is good because I think she did a PCL or whatever it is last season. That's what I'm going to hope it is that it's it's injury related more than you know being out of form or falling out of form or whatever and. Um, that she'll be back. Maybe they're just going, hey, look, we're still a developing side. We're going to sit you for this season, play the VFLW, come back hard in 2023, and and everyone will have a year extra experience. You'll, your knee will be good. You'll be played back into form and you hit the ground running. I don't know. That might be it. Could be um, any reason. All right. We've reached the, the, the big moment, chaps. There's the mid-season of the AFLW cat season. There's also the mid season point of the chaps 2022 aflw fantasy comp okay so um the three of us have been playing a fantasy tournament between the three of us um squads only picked from the geelong cats roster we had a draft at the start of the season um so through five weeks of play my team has led the way with 616 total points john in second with 463 and a half and sam in third with 412 but there's about to be a monumental reset in the competition and i like adding these little wrinkles and it reminded me of do you remember when we used to play 
FIFA 2006 and you played a lounge tournament. And so, you know, there's, there's say six of you hanging out. You could all have a team and you could do things like winner stays on. So if Sam won mm. the first game, then I'd be up to challenge him. And, and the person who wins stays on until they lose. There were also tournaments like that where you could do things like at the end of the round, you could choose one player that the other team wasn't allowed to play. You could sort of add these little things where it's like, no, you're not allowed to select that player. And I've seen other games where it's like, okay, actually you're going to start two goals down, things like that. So you could add these fun little things, these advantages and disadvantages. What we're going to do is the great redraft, the great reset. We've each been given the opportunity to protect one of our seven players on our current lists and the rest will be sucked back in to the draft pool, back through the draft portal into free agency. And we are now going to redraft. So to run through the teams, Johnny in week five had Chantal Emonson as his defender, Prasparkas and Morrison as his midfielders, Rachel Kearns as his forward and Olivia Fuller as his flex player. On his bench, he had Gabby Featherston and Georgia Clark. I had Meg McDonald in my defense. Amy McDonald and Annabelle Johnson in my midfield, Phoebe McWilliams as my forward, Becky Webster as my flex, and Chloe Shear and Vanderhoevel on the bench. Sam had Madeline Kerrick in his defense, Geordie Ivey and Julia Crockett Grills as his mids, Kate Darby as his forward, Darcy Maloney as his flex, and Stephanie Williams and Liv Barber on his bench. Johnny, I pass the talking stick to you here. Who are yes. you protecting? from being torn back into the portal of free agency? Well, it was extremely difficult to pick mm. one player out of all those because Morrison, great player, along with Emerson, um, Featherston's been playing really well as mm. well. But at the end, I decided I'll go with the draftee, the young lass in the middle with um, Georgie Pistrakis. She's playing fantastic and i feel like she's just going to get better as the season goes on and i wanted to protect her from you bastards <laughs> good pick <laughs> um georgie prosparkus is protected on john's team the rest of them go back into the draft portal we need sound effects for this next year yeah. thanks um kate um sambo talking stick to you who are you waving the wand of magic protection over uh maloney it was a tough one it was between down to her and darby uh, Maloney obviously missing this week, which is really the only black spot next to her name. Mm. Um, but I've taken her as a bench because I know she'll she'll miss this this week. Um, but I think her output in the fantasy thus far has been too way too. I mean, she's far and away my highest rated player. So even with the the sacrificial week coming up, mm. <laughs> it was just it was just it was worth keeping it. Twenty five. Nice. 0.8 points per game. She ranks as the third highest point scorer in fantasy per game. So she's only played the four matches, but she's she scored the third most points per game per appearance. Um, and she's I, the fourth, fourth highest overall, right? Yes. Yep. Um, nice. I am going to... This was a tough one. This is really tough. Um, I wonder I was why. Going between Amy McDonald and Becky Webster... Um, I had to go with the player who's got the track record across the seasons, Amy McDonald. I'm going to go with her. I just like, I felt good about it either way, but I've got to go Amy McDonald. I'm going to protect go. her. Obvious choice. Averaging almost 40 points per game this season. Um, so Amy McDonald gets, gets protected from going back into the portal. Um, Annabelle Johnson obviously is now out. So she's, stricken from the from the portal which is a shame because she was really doing well she was averaging 20 points um stricken from the portal what fucking skylanders bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like i said we need some we need some sound drops there's magic banished to like some some kind of like other little island with lava and prison cages the realm of the night elves um all right yeah. so- <laughs> i think we've done the time we gave Colin, he would have been able to bloody get a Kate, please. sound drop for us. Oh, uh, God. Who is it? 
it's Kate, Kate now. Kate, Kate. Kate. It's been yeah, Kate for like four weeks, John. <laughs> I think Kate's been here for most of the women's season. Kate's um, about to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> apolo- apologies, like, Kate. For God's sake. You're like, I'm not yeah. Colin. I've been here yeah. for so long. And in fairness to Kate, she stopped doing the um the annoying um the, the sound drop of the laughter. Yeah, the, the laughter, the 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 sitcom yes. laughter. Hashtag sound technicians are people too. That's right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's get into it. We're going to fly through this. I can just tell. We're going to absolutely yeah, smash yeah, it. Yeah, we're so... Look, we've used up our time, allocated time already, and we haven't even started <laughs> yet. Uh, we're good. We're fine. Re- we're going, and that's... It's good. We've got to be quick, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be brutal. Uh, I'm going to take Becky Webster. I'm sorry, Jake. All right. Nice. So... Sam doesn't doesn't he rips the band-aid he picks Becky Webster the defender um into his team I was oh good because someone had to take it from Jake (laughs) her and and McDonald's on the same team it's just unfair (sighs) all right so kudos to Jake's selection this is he didn't cheat he just selected the best absolutely we've we've hacked him down to our level So the second pick goes to John. We're doing in reverse order of the ladder and then snaking. So Johnny with the second pick of the draft, where are you going? I'm going back to my old squad and I'm picking up Chantel Emerson. Oh, you fucker. That's exactly what I was going to say. I nearly I was going to pick her. I thought she was on Jake's squad to be fair. I forgot. Yeah, shit. No. All right. So Johnny picks up Chantel Emerson. Oh, this is a tough one, um, but I don't know how many opportunities. I'm going to go and grab myself Nina Morrison to partner up with Amy McDonald in the midfield. Um, I have admired her from afar on John's squad, so I'm going to take Nina Morrison. Um, Snake pick, snake pick. Um, I am going to select. um, Oh, this is tough. This is actually really tough to pick. I'm going to choose. Oh, I'm going to get Maddie McMahon. Going to do it. Oh, going to take Maddie McMahon. Um, yeah, going to have a defender. I think Johnny and I were both thinking of of picking another defender and putting them on our bench just so you couldn't have one in your defense. All right, Johnny, back to you. Oh, this is a tough one. There's so many good players. Mm. I'm going to take. Do you have, does John have a defender? Oh, he does. Chantal yeah, Emerson. Yeah. Uh, to recap so far, while John thinks Sam has Becky Webster as his defender and he's got Darcy Maloney um, currently in his flex spot, but she'll be on his bench for this week. Johnny has Chantel Emerson and Georgie Prasparkas. I've got McMahon, McDonald, Amy, and Nina Morrison. John, your second pick? My second pick is going to be Madeline Carrick. Nice pick. So Johnny goes, what is, uh, Carrick's rated as a midfielder. Interesting. Interesting. Is John, um, is John take, do we have to take her as a mid or can John take her as his defense? I like um, another defender. Because technically, uh, well, can we do that? Can we can we have our midfielder technically playing a def- defense on the? I, I'm gonna put him in my. Okay, I was just gonna. I I thought we'd been sticking to the positions on the list, but I don't have to either. I'm I'm happy to do whatever. I'd probably prefer to do defense and four. Uh, sorry, you can't play a forward as a defender. Oh, you can put mm. her in your flex, John. Is yeah, that, that's what okay. I didn't hear. I think he said your defense. Sorry. Yeah, no, me flex. too. Yeah, mis- misheard. Sorry. Madeline Carrick into John's flex position. Sambo, where are you going with your pick? Uh, tough one. Uh, I said it was going to be quick and <laughs> already <laughs> ground to a halt. Um, I'm going to follow Johnny's little suit here and I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna put Meg McDonald in my flex. Oh, nice, nice, mm-hmm. nice! You guys stealing all those defenders away from the greedy. <laughs> Three bad. John's at least taken one of his players again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't dipped back into my own pond yet, but I'm about to with my with my snake. 
Uh, <laughs> you're gonna dip back into your pond with your snake. Fair enough. Um, all right, where I'm are you very, going? I'm very flexible. Where are you I'm going? going <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna uh, fill up one of uh, that forward spot with Darby. I'm gonna stick with Darby. Nice. Kate Darby goes to Sambo. I love it. Love it. Nice pick. What about you, Johnny? Your next pick of the draft. It's it's another tough one. It is a tough one, John. It is a tough one. John currently sitting with Chantal Eamons in his defense, Georgie Prasparkas in his midfield, and Madeline Carrick as his flex player. Where will he go? I'm going to take Chloe Shear for my forward. Nice pick. Nice pick indeed. I like it. A lot. Johnny gets Chloe Shear off the board into his squad. Um, well, this is actually a really tough one. Um, quite tough. I am going to select Georgie Rankin as ah, yeah, fuck. another midfielder. <laughs> oh, oh well, but it's not leaving a lot of midfield bloody players for you though is it that's you all right no that's all right that's all right just say it. we, we lay in the beds that we make you sure now I, am i am i am i incorrect in thinking that rankin is often positioned in the back line or is she always just a, a defensively actually, angled midfield? actually please please ignore i was reading the wrong squad i've already got two midfielders i don't need to take a third midfielder here i'm gonna say. i'm gonna take you got your bench and your flex yeah, yeah, that's all right. I'm going to take Phoebe McWilliams as my forward. I like mm-hmm. her on my team. So I'm going to take Phoebe McWilliams there. I'm sorry, I'm vamping a bit because I have to type as I, as I talk as well. And then on the turn, on the turn, this is a tough one. Um, I am going to take Rachel Kearns. I'm going to back her... To get, to get back to it. I'm going to put Rachel Kearns in my flex um, spot. Um, I think she can have a good second half of the season. So there you go. Over to you, Johnny. Well, I should pick up mid before it's too late. Yeah, you should, because I'm about to take two if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know one you want to take, so I'm thinking of taking her, but there's so many others that are yeah, that's a lot of promise. That's right. Be brutal, John. Be brutal. Yeah, I'm going to take Georgie Rankin. Georgie Rankin. other midfielder. Mm-hmm. Not nice. Sure that's who you're going to take. Then, but... That was definitely one of the ones I was going to take for sure. <laughs> All right. Sambo, your snake pick. Uh, Geordie Ivy. Geordie Ivy returns to your team. Returns to the squad. Back into the fold. I was also looking at. Yep. And where for your final uh, pick, or your final snake pick? So I've got I've got one mid and oh, two yeah. bench I'll, left, right? I'll, I'll run no, through. No one bench. I'll run through. You've got um, Becky Webster in your defence, Geordie Ivy in your midfield, empty midfield slot, Kate Darby in your forward, Meg McDonald as your flex, Maloney as your bench player, and an empty bench spot. Okay. Well then, oh, it. Breaks my heart a little bit not to take Crockett Grills back um, Mm -hmm. because she's one of my favorite players. She just hasn't had the output. I'm going to take, yes, I, so I've got Geordie Ivy and I'm going to take Zali Friswell onto the Nice. Zali Friswell onto Sambo's bench here. Um, That's a nice pick. What about you, Johnny, with your second last pick of the whole draft? She's been on my bench the whole time, and every time she's come into my squad, she's played very well. So I'm going to re-pick Gabby Featherston. Nice. nice pick. Like it. And lots of upside there. Again, so bizarre that, so bizarre that she's still listed as a forward. Yep. Has not yeah, played a single defense. second in the forward line. <laughs> well, I think we were letting... Uh, I'm pretty flexible with it, really, for the most part. Yeah. Playing where they play sort of thing. And um, All right. Uh, oh, that's me. I've got to do a a, a rebound pick here. Uh, 
She found her way off another team, but she's going to find her way onto my team. I am going to pick up Julia Crockett Grills. Um, nice. Add a bit of midfield back. If nothing up. else, some bargaining potential with me. <laughs> I did <laughs> think about it. Steal someone back. <laughs> I, I did think about it. I've got to say, I did think about it. Um, and then a final pick of the draft. Tough one, tough one, tough one. I am going to go and get Olivia Fuller, who's nice. still sitting out there on the on the wire, still still in the pool, and a great a great points average. Olivia yep. Fuller. All right. I was going to need my defense. I was going to take Fuller as my uh, other bench player as my ruck because I really thought she played excellent. But now I'm going to pick someone else. I learned from John's expertise. Johnny picked a ruck at the start of the year and I was like, ah, I don't know, that's going to work out. And then I saw it work out. So I was like, if she's there, I'll grab her. All right, Johnny, your last pick of the draft. You know, I'm going to back this um, player to come back into the squad, have a big game. And I think when she does come back, I might put her on my team and that's Claudia Kunjaka. Mm, nice. Love it. Love it. Explosive kind of potential too. I think creative um, sort of fire starter type player. Sambo, see us out. Your final pick of the draft. You need a midfielder. There's still some out there. Who are you going to grab? Um... Mm, wait, who do I have a mid? No, Zali Frisbell is listed as a forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's has she played in the forward. I've, it's really weird how um, weird I, they all. I've seen basically. I've seen her in the left back uh, in, yeah. in the left back pocket a lot for a forward. If she's I've also actually seen playing. her in the forward and sometimes in the mid. Yeah, she maybe she's the ball in those positions. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It anyway. always seems a bit more like the. For um, front half of the mid, mm. like more towards the midfield. Yeah, um, more towards the midfield from the defence. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Like Halfback player. Um. Well, I, yeah, I thought I had my bench pick, but I, I had, I forgot. I really thought Dali Frizzwell was another mid. Um. So I was not prepared to pick another mid. I'm gonna go. Sophie Vanderhoevel. Nice. nice. Vanderhoevel uh, is a good value pick, averaging 13.3 points. It's like, and and if anything, has had maybe a quiet week or so. So I think, uh, mm. but I think across the course of her career, um, yeah, I think she'll be, I think she'll end the season averaging more than 13.3 points, put it that way, I, I would say. Absolutely. Um, all right. That is... The, the redraft, I'll, I'll read through it for you. We did that pretty quick, pretty quick. I think that was ten, pretty quick. Ten minutes. Ten minutes, ten minutes to redraft. I think it took us an hour and a half to do the original yes. draft. <laughs> so, to list, Sambo now has Becky Webster as his defender. He's got Geordie Ivey and Sophie Vanderhoevel in the mid. He's got Kate Darby up forward, Meg McDonald as his flex. And on the bench, he's got Darcy Maloney and Zali Friswell. Johnny has a good def- bench. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Chantel Emonson as his defender, Georgie Rankin and Georgie Prasparkas, the Georgies in his midfielder uh, slots. Uh, forward is Chloe Shear and his flex player is Madeline Kerrick with Gabby Featherston and Claudia Gonjaka on the bench. I have Maddie McMahon good <laughs> on the defence, um, Amy McDonald and Nina Morrison in the mid, Phoebe McWilliams up forward, Rach Kearns in the flex and Crockett Grills and Liv Fuller on my bench. Also a good bench. bench. Chaps, how did you feel <laughs> about like the redraft? Say, these are good teams. I feel very happy with my redraft. I've got um, a couple of players that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I missed out mm-hmm. on a couple that I did want as well, but overall I'm very happy with my picks. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I think John and I learned our lesson, realised you can't do this just off the seat, seat of your pants and come out and win against someone that's that's doing it statistically and, and with, 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 with at least half a minute's thought before seeing down to record. Um, so I, I would I would make the note that both of, John and I have not completely sold our souls, stuck to some stuck to some picks. Yep. There's the the skeleton of our original teams, mm. but I think we were much more careful statistically this time. So I, think, I think we've learned. I I'm gonna be really interested. I think it's gonna be much more. Of an, I think it's going to be a really even spread if things if the players continue 
the second half have in the first half. Um, but as I said last week, I really think we should make sure we note down the original teams mm. and on the fi- after the final week, just for shits and giggles, just look at how, how much of a bloodbath it would have been had we not done, done the redraft. <laughs> can I just say, can I just say, I'm really happy because Zali Friswell didn't have a fantasy home for the whole no. first half of the no. season, nor did Maddie McMahon, who was averaging no. almost 20 points a game. Um, so from my and this time they seem to be they seem to be picks that all of us had and we're a bit bummed when the other ones grabbed. Yes, absolutely. And so I retained from my original team McWilliams and Amy McDonald were the only two that stayed on my team. Um, Johnny, what did you have? You had Emanson and Prasparkus and, and Featherston. Sambo, Jordy Ivy, Kate Darby, and Darcy Maloney three mm. as well yeah so that's good so we, like you said there's there's still a good core of players from the original teams but we've done a bit of a reshuffle all right uh any thoughts or is that it is that it i think we're done i think we're, we're done. done i'm super excited to see this adds an extra layer of excitement to this weekend's game to see how this right. shakes out absolutely on the edge of my seat oh, shit, that's, yeah, that's tomorrow isn't it yeah. Jesus christ uh, i feel like it's monday because we're recording days. a pod <laughs> <laughs> we will be back. We're going to get this in the ear holes tomorrow before the live show tomorrow night. Yeah. So it's going straight going up. This will go straight up. Um, you can hear Johnny and Sambo um, tomorrow at this point, I would say, re- uh, previewing Cats versus Suns, a crunch match for the Cats if they want to figure in finals contention. So you'll be able to hear, hear them before the game. Uh, and we'll be back next Monday night. It'll be late Monday night or early Tuesday morning, depending on where you are in the world uh, with our full recap of the Suns and the Cats' big clash. Tell you what, Chats, we're only a couple of weeks away from the men's season starting as well, and then we are going to be busy as fuck. Yes. Can't wait. Exciting. Very. We're going to do a season preview for the men's at some point as well. Yeah, and, and you know what else? The VFLW women's season starts mm. this weekend. I would have been really keen to get some of the players on, um, and maybe we will do that. We'll try and get them on, have some interviews. Um, we're definitely going to recap those to get those the, the Smith machine for a repeat performance. Oh, Absolutely. hell yeah. All right, that's it. Thanks so much. Go Cats. Thanks, boys. Go, Go Cats. cats.